Hello and welcome to Precure Podcast Engaged, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chifo. And I am Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today we are talking about episode 17 of Futariwa Capture His Heart. Ha, hot? No, <laughs> it's Capture His Heart, Heart Throbbing Farm Work, not Hot Throbbing Farm Work. That's a different. That's a different rating. Yes. <laughs> it's also known as Cultivating Crushes. Cultivating Crushes is an interesting title. I like it. Me too. It's definitely one of the better uh, English titles, I think. Mm-hmm. But yes, we start off this episode with Nagisa, who's sitting on some stairs. It looks like she's just finished like her lacrosse practice because she's in her sports uniform. And she has a towel around her neck. Yeah, she's definitely in the middle of a cool down. And, of course, like always, she's thinking about last episode. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Nisa says something that echoes something I said previously about poisoning. And that uh, she won't let someone who uses cowardly tactics get the best of her. And I said before that poisoning's tactics are pretty cowardly. Because she doesn't like to actually like physically engage with the pretty heroes. As opposed to Pissard and Deku Drago. Yeah. So, while she's thinking about that, she also thinks that they gotta do their best and put some spirit into fighting when she hears the sound of someone off in the distance. And it's that boy. That boy is doing some solo drills? Yeah, it looks like he's like doing that thing where you like bounce a soccer ball like on your feet and knees. Yeah, he's definitely doing that. I'm just trying to figure out if he's supposed to be completely alone over there because he's like in the full practice gear. I don't. But also possibly by himself. It doesn't look like anyone's there, like with him. So I don't know if he's like practicing alone or if he's just like away from the others. Mm. It, I like Nagisa is also kind of sitting uh, a little far away from him as well. Yeah. So for sure. She gets distracted watching him practice. She kind of, like, mutters to herself, do your best. And then Honoka shows up, saying, why don't you say it louder so he can hear you? And she's like, ah. She doesn't just show up. She shows up sitting directly next to Nagisa. <laughs> it's pretty good. I love Honoka. Honoka's very good this episode. Yes. So she says, why don't you say it louder? And Nagisa's like, I don't know what you mean. Say it louder. I wasn't saying anything. But then Honoka immediately changes the subject. Kind of. Because she says, why don't you help out? Do you have tomorrow off? Like, free. Because I need some help farming. Well, she doesn't need help farming, but she wants Nagisa to join her helping out other people farming. Yeah, it's like someone's cousin. Yes. Or something. So the boy we see later on in the episode with her, Honoka, because she also says that uh, Fuji P is also going to be there to help out. She doesn't say that until after Nagisa agrees. Yes, she definitely does not bring it up until she agrees. The name of the guy, I wrote it down, it's Kimata's grandfather is a farmer. So they're going to be helping him and Kimata's, uh, if anyone remembers the episode where like Nagisa first talks to Fuji P, he was also hanging out with this boy, and that's ah. the same boy that we see in this episode. At least, I'm pretty sure it is. But I haven't watched that other episode in a while, 
so maybe it's a different boy? A distinct, separate boy. We don't focus too much on the boys in this show, if they're not villains. Yeah. Or that specific boy through GP. Or a co-host of this show. Yes, or that's true. So now that Nagisa knows that FujiP is going to be there, she is in her room doing that thing where like, she can't decide what she wants to wear to this farting uh, activity. Yes. And I, I have some notes here on how I would have rewritten this scene. Oh, do you want to go over this? Yeah, let's go over the scene. So Nagi is picking out clothes, or trying to pick out clothes, having a clothes crisis. Yes. Her brother shows up and is immediately put in the presser. Um, yes. And he's like, oh, you have all your clothes out. Is it for a date? And she says, no, I'm just going to farm with Ho- to a farm with Honoka. And he says, like, why are you trying to pick out all these clothes for going to a f- if you're just going to the farm? What he should have said was, oh, so it is a date. <laughs> I also thought something similar. I was like, oh, so it is a date. You're going with Honoka. Also, along beside that, I feel like if I was someone inviting me to go farming with them, I also would be like, oh, God, what do I wear? But maybe that's just me. Uh, what you gotta wear are denim, flannel, and straw. Well, I got two of those things. They don't have any straw. It's specifically in hat form, so you could be fine without it. Yes. Maybe they'll have farm, farm hats. <laughs> Maybe they'll have straw hats <laughs> at the farm. I mean, Honoka has one when she's working in the field. I think Honoka brought that from home. That sounds like Honoka. But uh, when he asks her why she's trying to, like pick out clothes if she's just going farming. She pictures a scene in which she and uh, Fuji P are, like, picking vegetables, and they both reach for the same thing, and they both, like, touch hands and start blushing. Yes, and then she leaps back, and a beet, like a giant beet shaped like a heart, or sorry, no, it's a radish. Yes. A giant radish shaped like a heart pops out at the same time. (laughs) Yes, it's very good. I mean, cut to her, like, rolling on her floor, clutching a sweater in her arms. And her brother's like, I'm just, I'm just gonna leave. Like, Mom, there's something wrong with Nagisa. And then Meeple pops up, because of course he does, saying he has his doubts about Nagisa. I'm like, leave her alone, Meeple. Like, you don't go crazy every time you're around Meeple. Yeah. So the next scene we get was a little strange, because we, I check it's a full 10 seconds of us just looking at a track to the sound of a train like approaching yeah (laughs) and then we get a short clip of kiria looking at food yes like a bunch of snacks i don't know if that was provided by the train or he just brought some snacks with him also this means that honoka also invited kiria because i can't imagine fujip or his friend inviting Kiria. Well, who, Kiria was good at soccer? Yes. And Fuji P is on the soccer team. I did not think about that. And is reasonably personable, it seems. Yes. I mean, he definitely does seem to, like, get along with some people. Yeah. Although in this episode, he seems kind of... Well, at first, he seems kind of like, I don't want to... Like, he doesn't really want to be here. I don't know why he agreed to come. Maybe it's so he can get in Honoka and Ice's way. 
He knows the- oh, okay. I thought you were talking about that boy, not Kyria, oh. for a second there. No, I'm talking about Kyria. All right. Because Kyria, like, like, eventually we get to a scene where, like, he's with Honoka, and he's just not doing any work. So I'm like, why did you come if you're not going to do anything? But it could be that he's there to, like, get in the way, since the Jusuku Zone knows who Honoka and Naisa are. Yeah, no, he's definitely just there to, like scout yeah uh what happens next is uh we meet the grandpa grandpa has one arm in a sling um yes and then they all split up into pairs to harvest food yes and the thing is that honoka is the one who uh, picks the pairs also the old dude is kind of like one of those guys who are like yeah i might be hurt but i gotta go do work and everyone's like you need to calm down dude you're like, your arm's in a sling. What are you going to be doing out there? Very rough exterior. Yes. So, Honoka splits everyone in pairs. So, Himata goes off with his grandmother. Uh, she goes off with Kiria. And she has Nagisa and Fuji P work together. Now, I do want to say two things here. Yes. One, her, dis- her explanation for saying, Oh, that boy and Nagisa should go together because they're both athletes. Yes. <laughs> You would want to split that kind of strength across both. Yeah, I mean, uh, hmm. you're right. I guess Kimata and Fuji, and not Fuji, not Fuji, uh, Kiria. Too many boys are in this episode. <laughs> uh, there's three of them, so there's too many. Although, I guess if we're counting, not Nipple, people and the grandfather, that's five. It's an overabundance of boys. Too many boys. <laughs> uh, they also do sports, but it is weird that she says that. Yeah. And this is a big farm, like, there's just, like, fields of different vegetables. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say here is that I believe at this point Honoka is playing the long game. Yes. She is, like, very clearly, like, I want to say she is over-eager in her pushing of Nagisa towards that boy. Yes. <laughs> she does say that this is her chance while she's alone with that boy. So we do s- the first uh, cut to out in this farm is Nagisa and that boy. Or, these are radishes, right? These are daikon. What? Daikon, D-A-I-K-O-N. It's like, oh. it looks kind of like a carrot. Okay. I completely forgot that was a thing somehow. Ah. I was watching them pick it. I'm like, is that? I wrote down radishes. I don't know why. Because they're not. We did see the radishes earlier. Yes. But I couldn't tell what vegetable they were. So I just said, I guess I'll just call them radishes. But you are right. These are daikons. Now that you said it in like, like a switch flipped in my head. I'm like, Yes. That is correct. That is the correct thing. Yes. Um, but also, Nagisa is too good at pulling Daikon. Yes. I think it's not just because she's athletic, but since she's a pretty here, she's Yeah, bad. but also, like, comparing to Fuji P, who plays a mostly leg-based sport, lacrosse is pretty arm-heavy as well. That is true. She probably does have better arm muscles than he does. If he could pick them up with his feet, he might do better. But I feel like that would be mm, even I don't harder. want to think about that. 
<laughs> so that boy just does like says some stuff like, "Oh, getting your hands dirty. That's that's different, but I like it." And then she blushes and goes all in and harvests all the daikons. Yes, she does. She's like, he praised me. Oh my god. So she just starts like pulling them out of this field very fast. It's very mm-hmm. good. Um, meanwhile, Honeka and Kiria are harvesting cabbage. Yes. And uh, I wrote down what Honeka said in case anyone's interested in learning more about cabbage. She starts, like, talking about the history of cabbage for some reason. Tell me more. Uh, Cabbage originally came from the coastal region of Western and Southern Europe. It's part of the same group as broccoli, cauliflower, kale, and Brussels sprouts. Uh, At the start, it was, like, spinach that wouldn't grow round. I'm less clear about that last part. I wrote it down. But that sounds a little weird. I don't know. Does she mean, like, year-round? Maybe. I don't know anything about cabbage. See, I was like, it started off, like, spinach that wouldn't grow around. Like, did spinach become cabbage? I don't know enough about cabbage either. But year-round might make more sense than, like, round shape. As cabbage is round in shape. Yes, it's quite round. Yes. But, uh... Kiria, who's kind of just, like, standing there at the start, just listening to her and watching her pick these cabbages. Oh. Yeah, he's standing there, and then suddenly he's laying on a pile of hay. Yes. <laughs> and Onika starts berating him, saying, you can't goof off like that. And then Kiria's like, it's pointless. You won't be able to get them all in time. And Onika's like, no, it's important to try. And together, we can do this. And then Kiria's like... I'm just going to say, humans are weak, aren't they? No human speaks like that. I Well, maybe. Uh, I think an edgy kid that looks like Kiria in middle school might talk like that. Yeah. He says, you can't do anything unless you put all your effort together and work together. Which, like, okay. But, like, that's the point. Isn't it that humans notorious for coming together working together for things that we can't do by ourselves hmm. yeah that's sort of like the the bit of like any media that deals with humans and non-humans where the humans are in like a lesser position in quotes yes they overcome their problems by working together and being adaptable and different or whatever I guess that also works for Pretty Cure because, like, Nagisa and Honoka work together. Juzuru's own just works by themselves. Like, even if Kiria and Poisony are both here, they don't really work together. They do this episode. So maybe Honoka has a point that coming together and working together is what makes us strong. Mm-hmm. And Kiria's like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what, what do you mean, Honoka? Honoka's like, just do it and you'll find out. <laughs> and so he gets down and starts helping. And Honika is very adamant about making him help. Yes. So when Grandma shows up and is like, hey, it's time to have lunch, Honika's like, grabs Kiria by the back of the collar and says, no, we'll keep working. Yep. <laughs> this does lead into a good scene. So we cut away from uh, Kiria and Honika working on the uh, cabbages 
to Fuji P, Narisa, the grandmother, and the other guy all like eating their lunch. And mm-hmm. uh, the looking off into the distance where uh, Kiria and Honoka are working, Fuji P starts saying that Honoka doesn't do anything by half, like, and that's what makes her scary. And immediately, Naisa comes to Honoka's defense. Yeah, let Naisa talk about how cool she thinks her platonic friend is. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, no, that's what's good about her, you know? And Fuji B yeah. is like, thank you. As her childhood friend, I was worried that no one would want to be around someone as struck as her. But he's happy that she has a friend who understands. <laughs> I could keep going, but I think at this point I've sort of made my point. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a point that both of us made. But then Nagisa starts blushing at uh, what Fuji P says, like his smile, and she just takes off. Which is relatable, because when someone I think is cute, like, smiles at me, I also immediately just leave, because I don't know how to handle that. This is true. <laughs> so she runs off towards the farmhouse and uh Meepo and Mipo are just like in their fairy forms just kind of like out on the porch like I know everyone's out in the fields but their grandfather's still around yeah but he's inside just sort of sitting on the middle of the floor (laughs) doing something yes so they have this device that we haven't seen before called the I wrote down the name of this what is it called? The Prism Love Checker. In stores now. I have no doubt that this became a toy, but I don't think it works. Uh, let me Google it. Prism Love Checker. Uh, it's showing me uh, the original name being the Prism True Love Detector. Oh, I guess that fits as well. Um, we hit the shopping button. Um, no, I'm just seeing books. Huh. Well, there's a missed opportunity. And then the Sailor Moon Prism Pink Sugar Heart Compact Retro Rare Bandai No Box. (laughs) Okay. For those of you wondering, what does this Prism Heart Prism Love Checker do? Well... If you both press a button, it measures it in lights, and if it fills all the way up, then you're really in love. Yes. Now, when I saw this, and of course, Meeple and Mipple are in love, obviously. It wasn't mm-hmm. clear to you the last 16 episodes how much these two love each other. Now we have mathematical proof. <laughs> uh, Meeple even says that they use this in the field of light to confirm their love for each other. So I guess it's just used by couples to be like, look, we truly are in love. Which means there are probably uh, people in the field of light who use this, and suddenly it doesn't all light up, and you're having problems, because it's checking your love, and your love's not there. I think it might be a tool used for group therapy. <laughs> so I figured once this showed up that Nagisa was going to try and use this with Fuji P. And she does. She immediately jumps to saying that she wants to borrow it. And Meeple's like, oh, do you want to use it to see if that boy's in love with you? And she's like, no, no. Fuji P's Honoka's childhood friend. So I just want to make sure that he likes me. Yeah. You know. And Meeple's like, Meeple says that she doesn't know that she's in love. But I don't think that's the truth. 
it seems very clear that he at least knows that Chewie likes him. It's like, yeah, it's one of those things where it's, I think he's saying that because she's putting on the airs of not being like, no, it's not love. No, ha ha ha, ha 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 ha. So that happens, but I was not, I thought maybe, maybe this is just the shipper in me, but I was like, maybe there'll be a scene later on where both she and Honoka touch it and it lights up for them. See, I was thinking it was either going to do that or it would end up with Honoka and her and Kiria press it or like literally anyone else press it. Yes, but that's not what happens uh, because as she approaches Fuji P, she uh, can't find the words to say to him. Or any words to say to him. Yes, so she just kind of runs off. She translates backward in her existence and just <laughs> slides across the earth. Yes backwards <laughs> and she ends up back at the farmhouse where uh the two old where the old couple is yes the uh old man she's sitting there and uh the old lady's like i'm getting a coat for my husband so that he will be warm because you know and this mm-hmm. kind of inspires uh Nagisa to check their love yeah so she comes up to them she's like why don't you uh check this like, not really explaining exactly, like, what it is, because, you know, yeah. it's, it's theory technology, so... It's a teen's toy. Now, when I first uh, watched this scene, I somehow missed that uh, both sides lit up, because at first I thought only one side lit up, and I'm like, oh god. Oh no. This old man doesn't love his wife. Oh no. But that's not what happens. No, they both light up to maximum, just like with Meeple and Mipple. Yes, this couple, this old couple, are very much in love. Yes, and because of the old man's such rough exterior, Nagisa decides this means the machine is broken. Yes. Also, I will point out that we are 12 minutes into this episode, and no poisony, and no Zakena. And barely any Kyria doing anything menacing. Yes. All he did was typical middle-aged... Middle-aged? <laughs> yeah, middle-aged. <laughs> yep, Kyria is actually in his 30s. Actually... Just like Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> <laughs> Nagisa goes back to Mipple and Meeple, who are in the phone, uh, in the phones now. And she's like, it's broken, and they're like, no, it works. But then we get cut away from that to... Monica and Kiria. And this time, Kiria is actually doing work. Yep. He starts wheeling a wheelbarrow full of boxes of cabbage and also a knife. Yes. And it falls over and he gets cut on, like, the finger. It's a small cut. We don't see any blood. Yeah. So, Honoka immediately comes over to him and uh, goes to help him wash his cut. And she starts saying, you know, even if it's a small cut, bacteria can get into it cause to be infected. And Kiria's really confused. Because he's like, why would you help someone else with their cut? And Honoka's like, ah, she can't ignore someone who's hurt. And he asks if everyone's like that. And she says, yeah. Which I don't know, Honoka, if everyone's like that. But I want to believe. I think most people, if they saw someone get cut, would try to help them. Yeah. Unless someone else was, like, already helping them. That's true. People are... Most people are good and would help others. And Kyria, like, she puts the bandit on the wound 
and Kira is kind of looking down at it. And then we cut away because it's time to leave. It's evening, the sun's starting to set. Yep. And apparently they managed to get all the vegetables from the field. Yeah. It's been like six hours. Yeah. And uh, everyone's there except for Kyria. Because Kyria is back on that. Like, I don't know if it's the same pile of hay. I'm going to assume it is because we have not seen a second pile of hay. Yes. He's kind of sitting there looking down at uh, his band-aid and thinking about what Honoka said about like humans and how they're stronger together. Yeah. And then Poisony shows up. Mm-hmm. She's like, There she is. You're being weird. If you had a mind to do it, they'd be dead. Does this mean Kyria is stronger than Poisony? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but, and, you know, she does the thing where she's, like, insinuating that he's weak or has fallen into their favor instead of them into his. Yes. Etc, etc. And then she summons a cicada. Yeah, she teleports to a tree somewhere else just to snap her fingers where no one can see her. Yes. And then that tree splits in half. And yes. something comes through the, uh, uh, a worm comes up out of the ground. A giant worm. It's, uh, specifically an earthworm. It's got, like, the weird neck thing. And this is, like, the third, it's when I watched this episode, I was like, this is the third time a giant bug has, like, come up in what I'm doing. What's with giant bugs? Look, it happens. <laughs> I guess. Um, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I guess. You can go ahead. Ah. Um, so the big earthworm just like runs through the house and is attacking the Gramps's. Yes. Uh, Grandpa, grab with his one hand, grabs a pair of chopsticks? I think those were knitting needles, but they might be chopsticks. <laughs> they are some sort of twin thing and holds it in his one hand and points it Trying to protect Grandma from the big worm. Yes. And then that boy and the other boy show up to distract it. Yes. They throw some rocks at the worm, and then the worm starts chasing them. And they're like, ah, yeah. shit. <laughs> and at no point does anyone suggest that they take the farm and move it somewhere else. Yes. So when. So Nagas and Honoka take this opportunity to transform, but they transform right in front of that hole. That's in the house where the grandparents are. Oh, see, I thought they were, like, I saw them, like, through a door. I thought they were on the other side of a door somewhere else. Oh, I thought that was uh, the hole that the worm came through. Because I was like, did they just transform in front of the hole where the grandparents can see them? <laughs> oh, the cat's trying to talk. Yes? Hmm. You got some opinions? The cat thinks my Spongebob joke was very funny. <laughs> It was. Don't you think so, Princess? Oh, okay. He's laying back down. This episode is also co-hosted by Princess. A cat. A cat. Um, you were going to say? Yeah, so they transform potentially in front of a door, potentially in front of a hole in the wall. I want to be clear, it was an open doorway regardless. That is true. <laughs> I was like, guys... Maybe pick a different place to transform. You already have the evil people knowing who you are. You don't need this random old couple. Otherwise, it's in their defense. The old couple might have been too distracted by the fact that they just got attacked by a giant worm. Yeah, big worm. Yes. Oh, worm? 
<laughs> worm? Uh, so yeah, then they do like some running fight stuff where the worm is chasing the boys and then they fight the worm. Yes. And as they run around, Honoka gets caught by a Zakena centipede. Yes. And, it, and gets pulled into a cave. And Kiria, for the first time, so far since his appearance, actually does something. He materializes a boulder, or like a big block, to block the entrance of the door into the cave so that Nagisa can't come through and help Honoka. Yeah. Because they can't do the big attack without each other. Finally, someone's caught on. So once Honoka is in this cave with the two giant bugs, the worm, the centipede, Hoyumi's like, give me the prison stones. Nagisa's like, not Nagisa, Honoka's like, no. Never. I will never do that. So the centipede kind of like comes up to her and like wraps her in its like body and such, crushing her. And poisoning again is like, give me the prism stones. Never. Honoka's like, no, you can like crush me. I'm not going to do that. And Nagisa, meanwhile, was outside of the cave, kind of like kicking the uh, rock, trying to get in. Digging through the boulder with her fist. <laughs> yes. So, Poison is about to kill Honoka. And Kyria kind of thinks back to what she said before. She was faltering because he was thinking about what Honoka said. And he's like, I'm gonna... I don't know if you, like, manifested the rock. Or, like, if it was... I thought it was more like a magical barrier type thing. Okay. Because, like, on the inside, it's like a shadow wall. That's true. And, um, and the Meepos do mention, like, hey, it's no use. It's, it's not just rock. There's something stronger here. So Kyria lets it go. And That's Nagisa a different sh- magical girl movie. <laughs> Frozen 2 is out right now. That's a very timely joke. Yeah, it'll be real. It'll still be timely in about a week or two. Yes. But if you're listening to this, use in the future. It'll still be timely because, of course, Disney Plus will still be there. We'll all probably be owned by Disney. It's fine. <laughs> Pretty Cure will be on Disney Plus in two years. <laughs> I guarantee it. I can see that happening. I feel like uh, Toei and Disney, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, doesn't Disney technically have distribution rights in the West for Ghibli films? Yes. There's, there's precedent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but we have this really cool looking scene where after the wall dissolves, uh, Honoka, not Honoka, why do I keep messing them up? Uh, two different people. Nagisa is yeah. standing in the doorway. Yeah, she like, strikes a pose and says, your hero is here. Yes. And I'm like, and yeah. Okay, uh-huh. And then Honoka comes over next to her and is like, don't you mean heroin? <laughs> yeah. It's very good. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they both work. Yeah. Then it's big move time. We get that pretty cure marble screw because there's no need to heal bugs. Although they aren't killed. Yeah, we find out later that the bugs are still there. So yes. it's sort of like a, hmm, when do we want to use this move ever again, huh? I mean, they did use it a couple episodes ago. They used it when they went to the island with the uh, 
armors. Yeah. I was very surprised about that, because I was like, they're using the healing move on armors that aren't alive, and they're, like, healing the ghosts that possess them. That was, neat, like, a neat use of it, but, like, I want them to use that move more. Yes. They've already animated it. Yeah, well, who knows what will happen. Maybe they'll use it soon. We still got, like, more than half a season left. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, they big laser the bugs, and they win. Yes. Uh, and we see that the bugs are still alive because the worm kind of uh, moves, like, by their feet, and Honoka picks it up and is like, isn't this cool? And Arthur's no, like, No, she specifically says, isn't this cute? Look at this cute worm. <laughs> and Arthur's like, oh, I'm just gonna go. I do not like a worm, please. Which is interesting, because usually... The uh, more tomboyish of the pair is usually like cool with bugs and stuff, but I guess Honoka has uh, Honoka is just a bit weird. Like she has some weird hobbies. I'm trying to think of what, but because I feel like this is very true to her character. And I was gonna bring up uh something, but I can't think of what I was gonna say. The worst. It's the worst when that happens. Yes. Yes. But Narisa gets out of there. And we return back to the old couple. And they ask if they're okay. You know, if the old guy's okay. He's like, I'm okay because my wife is okay. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ah, of course I'm okay. You protected me. And it's a very sweet moment. Meeple's like, see? No, it's not Meeple. Uh, Honoka says you can't judge based on appearance how people get along. And Meeple's like, yeah, the checker was right, of course. And then Hanukkah says to Nagisa, because, you know, she looks over at the boy. It's like, you gotta take the first step. You know, you gotta, like, go and talk to him. Yeah. Do anything. <laughs> I get Nagisa because usually when I like someone, I just have problems telling them and then talking to them. Yes, sometimes it takes up to a year. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Could mean anything. Could mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> so Nagisa does approach Fuji P, but then when she sees, like, when she looks at his face, she's like, good job. That's all she says. Yeah, she's still too embarrassed to do the thing. Yep. I mean, I guess that is a first step. She actually She said words and didn't fly backwards without animating. Yes. But Honoka's, they have a difficult road ahead. Mm-hmm. There's some slack, Honoka. Well, Honoka's not just talking about this. She's also got to get prepared for the rebound. <laughs> That's true. When Nagisa has her heart broken, she'll be there. Speaking of relationships, because first the episode is over. That is how it ends. The preview for next week's episode, we got another heart-throbbing episode. That's also in the title. Yeah. Uh, some girl whose name I did not write down is gonna confess to Sakiri, yeah. which is a, which I guess makes sense because Kiria when he showed up did was kind of like this boy. What's the word I'm looking for? He was um, like very I believe good the word you're looking for is Madonna. <laughs> yes, he's the male Madonna of the school because he's very good at sports and he's very smart. So who can blame someone for? crushing on him. They don't know that he's evil, of course. Or maybe they do, and they're just into it. Who knows? Do you know what else happens next episode? Uh, Tests. Yes. Ah, yes. 
Because it is the midterm. So tune in next week, or next two weeks, next episode. Tune in next episode for a test or two. Yes, a test of love and a test of brains. But that is it. We are done with the episode. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty curious. Rather consistent on giving good episodes. I don't know if there's been an episode where I didn't like it. I feel like there was one that we were pretty down on. But I do not remember what it was. Neither do I. Out of 17 episodes, I think we've done pretty... Not we. The show has done pretty well. I guess we've done pretty well, too. Yeah, we've done well out of these 18 episodes. Yes, well, yes, 18. You can't forget our magical boy, Ben 10. Yes. And don't you worry if you're waiting for episode 2, because that will come out... Pretty soon. Yes. So... We're done with the episode. Do you have any NA book reports? I do not. I'm still... I've got shows I need to finish. And I just haven't. Because watching anime means I can't multitask. And I like to multitask constantly. That's true. So, and I don't have anything. Because I already talked about uh, Demon Slayer last episode. And I don't want to talk about more anime now. I could. If you want to hear my anime opinions... You can find me at Magical Underscore Pride on Twitter. Or, if you just want to send your opinions about Pretty Cure, or just anything, it would be weird if you just send random stuff to the account, but I can't physically stop you. You can find us on Twitter at PrePodEngage. Yes. And you can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist, that's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T, where I have mostly just been retweeting stuff lately, including tweets from Quotes at the Table, which just randomly takes quotes from Friends at the Table. And sometimes you get some good stuff, like... Um, let's see. What if this leather duster jacket was, like, an ephemeral idea? Hmm, that is interesting. Or, let's see, that's another good one. I think it's clock time, y'all. Oh god. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing lately is retweeting. Okay. I also do Kids and Their Dog. That's a podcast where me and my friend Lava watch Scooby-Doo movies specifically and talk about them. And you can find another podcast we do with our friend Crash at Hey Let's Talkcast, where we talk about things. I am going to say now... It's coming back in the new year. There's no way it's coming back before the end of the year. Yes. And with the new year, you will hear new things. Yes. And also some old things that will be the first time you hear them. Yes. (laughs) So look forward to that. But until next time, we need your help. I don't have a fun joke answer to follow that up. (laughs) Cassidy. Do you think if we used the uh, prison well checker, it would all light up? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Excellent. For sure, for sure. For sure. <laughs>